Thank you for listening to Wolfcast and Pod, the episode-by-episode breakdown of Angel the Television series. We will be discussing each episode in detail, so we have no concern for spoilers and the like. Please enjoy. Where's Faith? Should I know what you're talking about? Your new employee? It's a big firm. I'll tell you what I can do. I can get the number to personnel, though. I'm sure they'd be glad to handle your problem. You'd remember this one. Pretty, dark hair, kills things. I assure you have strict hiring practices. So how's it work for a guy like you? Successful lawyer in a big law firm. Company car. Nice office. Bonus. You can hire a killing whenever you want. Kind of got it made, right? Well, we'll just add slander to breaking and entering. While we're on the subject, I remember you throwing all my clients through a window. Killed him, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. I seem to remember. The window was just about that size. Too bad the body burned up before it hit the ground. I might have needed a good lawyer. I'm sorry, we only handle a certain class of clientele. I'm sure I killed enough people to qualify. episode of Wolfcast and Pod, the episode-by-episode recap of Angel that will take you longer to listen to than it would to watch the show. I'm Marsha, and joining me is Ruben. How's it going? Very fast and screwball-esque intro there. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, I like it. Sure people get tired of my slow monotone voice all the time. I felt like I was speaking pretty slowly. Maybe it's a connection issue, but uh, I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Very convincing. Yeah, I'm sort of spaced out. I just got out of class. Um, So today we're going to be discussing our first double episode of the series. For those of you who are joining us from Definitely Doomed, you know that um, when there's a to-be-continued episode that we combine it into one podcast. So we're going to be discussing both 5x5 and Sanctuary, the Faith double episode. And it's my turn to give the plot description, which is as such, uh, Cordelia's gotten a vision about uh, a key witness in a Wolfram and Hart case. Angel saves him from some demons who were hired to kill him. Uh, He's a human, by the way, and uh, either current or former gang member. Um, And the episode sort of introduces what's going to, or the opening sort of introduces what the episodes in general are going to be about, which is whether or not you can convince someone who has done bad things to do something good. Um, Eventually, Angel does convince this person to testify despite his reservations and fear of what Wolfram and Hart would do to him which leads to Wolfram and Hart's young lawyering team 
composed of Lila, Lindsay, and that other dude uh, to decide that they want to take Angel out of the picture. And having heard that Faith has come into town, they decide to hire her to kill Angel. Uh, after tormenting him and his crew for most of an episode, it turns out that Faith only took the gig in the hope that Angel would kill her. Uh, and when he doesn't, he takes her in um, and tries to help her. Uh, and then the Watchers, like, uh, Wetworks crew, who we were introduced to in the Buffy episode, Faith episodes, uh, have arrived to muck things up, and then Buffy arrives too. And we get some more conflict, and it finally ends with Faith deciding that she's going to let herself go to jail and, uh, you know, repent for the things that she's done. And Buffy and Angel argue about how they should be involved in each other's lives. And then Angel's like, I was too mean. And decides to leave town for a bit. <laughs> to apologize to Buffy. What did you think? There's a lot episodes? of apologizing going on in this episode. <laughs> Even though no one's sorry. <laughs> oh, that reminded me of this old English sketch that I remember. That was um, like a Spider-Man 3 action figures like commercial or something like that and it's like relive your favorite scenes from the movie and it's like they're taking the action figures and they're like I'm sorry no I'm sorry no I'm sorry no I'm sorry <laughs> like instead of you know action scenes just people apologizing to each other right. <laughs> that's funny uh, what did you think of this episode um, I liked this episode I'll probably give it like a B or a B minus if we're going with the grading, it kind of hits a lot of uh, class issues from Buffy for me. Um, and I'm not sure the that Faith is really my favorite storyline. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing about this series of episodes is um, Angel and Buffy's interaction at the very end. Um... I went back and rewatched The Prodigal um, because if you remember when we recorded that podcast, I was like, I wrote down A minus and uh, I didn't know (laughs) why I liked it that much. So I wanted to see whether or not that was still true. And uh, I'd still give it a B plus. I still think that's a really good episode, but I'm going to say that this is probably going to be my favorite episode this season. If it was just 5 oh, wow. by 5 it would definitely be. I think Sanctuary is a slight step down because I don't think Eliza Dushku is quite as good at repentive faith as she right. is at unhinged faith. Um, but I, a lot of these moments hit me pretty hard. Uh, and... Uh, a lot of the emotions really work. I do think that, as I kind of hinted at in the plot description, I think that the like opening part where they set up what the episodes are going to be about is kind of writerly, which I don't really like. And there's a couple acting moments that I don't think fully land for me. But essentially, I feel like 
these are the episodes where, um, like earlier I noted that I felt like the production, like aesthetics-wise, had like come into place about halfway through season one, but that I didn't really feel like they were really nailing how episodes of Angel were going to go, and this feels more like that than anything else so far this season. Like it's really hitting its stride? Yeah, I mean it's, I don't know, there's so, like, it's getting into my stuff that I, it's my favorite stuff about Buffy, which is that you have enough well-developed characters now that the conflict comes from us knowing who those characters are. Like they're not, and everything sort of follows, you know, sort of the logical rules of what you would expect for how those characters to act. Right. Um, this was something that I really liked about these two episodes is that they've set up so many different factions in play now in the world in general that you have a lot going on from each of the characters working through their own faction. So it's like the faction's goals and then the character's goals on top of the faction, which is something I actually really like about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm -hmm. Just, uh, I mean, we'll... I mean, we'll maybe cover it again when we get there, but there's a part where um, Faith almost kills Angel, and then he tells uh, Wesley and Cordelia to go into hiding, and Wesley says, I thought we were a team. And he says, we're not a team, I'm your boss. Um, and I think it's cool that they were able to fit that conflict into this episode and how that's even hinting at stuff that's going to happen at the beginning of season two because they don't even really fully become a team until the end of season two. Right. When they all go to Pylea to save Cordelia. Anyways, at the beginning of the episode, it starts off with a kind of dumb slash funny gun mislead when the guy walks up to the people that he thinks are his friends and then like, they pull like the arm out of the jacket that has the gun and he's like, whoa, what's that? But then they lift the arm up and it's completely severed and they drop it in the fire. And, yeah. <laughs> and then Angel uh, slices people's heads off with a sword <laughs> while Wesley drives the car. Isn't this our first exposure to actual poor people like that we get to know and that aren't just set pieces? Um... In, Not that we really get to know this guy. An angel? Yeah, I mean, I guess one of the first ladies that he saves is a poor person. Sure. I mean, Faith has been around for a long time. But that's in Buffy. Right. And Chanterelle slash Lily slash Anne. Um... Mm-hmm. Uh, Wesley gets gunked with demon blood and Angel says, are you, I think, Marco? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, good, I hate saving the wrong guy. Which is like <laughs> kind of a roll your eyes moment because I don't, it's like a smarmy remark, but like, would he hate saving the wrong guy? Like, I mean, he right. would hate not being able to save someone, but... <laughs> If someone was going to get murdered, Angel would probably be pretty happy to have saved them. Right. 
I really hate slash uh, wonder how Charisma Carpenter felt about delivering the line when she said someone with that much body art has a different definition of civic duty because Charisma Carpenter herself has tattoos and they're like hey yeah that made me del- super uncomfortable deliver this anti-tattoo line it seems more like an anti-lower class line that like this whole beginning scene well I mean, I don't think that the show agrees with Cordelia at any point yeah. here. Um, yeah, doesn't she, like, straight up imply that he doesn't have a soul? Um, well, no. Um, there was, she was saying something about, like, how you can't do something, and Wesley's like, yeah, but those, He's like, those are demons, they don't have a soul. He's a human, which he has a soul, which means somewhere deep down inside the desire to do good. And then I think Cordelia kind of questions that. But, uh... Then she turns it around to, as opposed to uh, being about body art, she turns it around to being about men, which that part I find funny. (laughs) She says, you don't don't change a guy. Scratch the surface, and what do you find? More surface. And at this point, it's still unclear uh, why they want him to testify at all. Or about what. I don't think we ever learn what he's testifying about. He saw something illegal happening. Yeah. We never really learn who he's helping, or who he is getting into prison, or something. Some corporation that Wolfman Hart is defending. Right. Um, then it flashes to... Oh, we skipped over the part where Faith uh, beats up a dude and takes his jacket. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any notes on that, I guess. But yeah. No. I'm cold. I'm not cold anymore. Yeah. Then uh, there's the scene where Faith is in the club and she's dancing really hard on that guy and uh, the woman's like, that's my boyfriend. And she's like, doesn't have a whatever label on him or something. Yeah, it doesn't have your name on him. (laughs) And then she punches him and then she punches a bunch of people and then everyone's punching (laughs) each other while she dances around. And I really like that scene. (laughs) You liked that scene? Yeah. <laughs> She's like dancing and punching. Yeah. It's very faith. It's super gross. And the camera's like all spinning around with like this grindy music is playing like wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. I like uh, how mm-hmm. I was kinda meh on that scene. Uh because I guess she's supposed to be coming off as mentally unbalanced in the first part of the episode. Well, in this episode in general. But she just kind of seems distant. Um. Like, bored. Well, I think, I don't know, I don't think, if, you, if you're watching Buffy and Angel, she's not supposed to come off exactly as mentally unbalanced. Because the end of the Buffy body switch episode with Faith that um, 
precedes these by a couple episodes, she's, you know, it's clear that she's already starting to feel remorseful because when she's in Buffy's body and has the chance to just run away, she decides to come back uh, when she sees a new story about these vampires. And then while still in Buffy's body, she starts beating Buffy in Faith's body. So like beating herself up and being like, you're awful. Um, So coming from that episode, I think it's just like, you know, a continuation of like her disgust with herself. Um, then we cut to our courtroom scene. Mm-hmm. I think it's funny when um, the the judge is like, you know, I'm probably going to have to dismiss this case because you haven't been able to present any evidence. And the DA is like, well, if the, or not the DA, the prosecutor is like, if they would start tampering with the witnesses. And Lindsay's like, I'm going to file a grievance for that. <laughs> That's a serious accusation. Yeah, he's hilarious. <laughs> I think I like him better than Lila so far. They're both great. I don't really want to choose. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we get the uh, part that coincides with what's happening with Faith that I think works much better, which is the flashbacks of Angel getting his soul back. And... Um, that sort of ugly interaction between them, which I really, really like. When, I mean, Dara's supposed to love Angel, but then when she finds out that he's got a soul. Yeah, she completely throws him out. Yeah. I'm still like you, you're not like anything. Yep, um, so yeah, we glossed over it, but the guys at Wilhelm Hart decide to hire Faith to kill Angel. Mm-hmm. And then Cordelia decides to take a divorce case, so she wants them to moonlight in some regular jobs. Yeah, she wants them to make money. Yeah. Um, yeah, the only line that I have written down about the... I. Uh, the faith part is when they're meeting in the office and they say that, you know, if uh, she kills Angel, they'll be able to get her off, implying that they'll make her charges drop. And Faith coolly says, you don't know how many men have promised me that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> implying mm. that men are not good at sex. Um, The whole faith thing is very much like she's poor she's getting off on all this uh, like going to the clubs and stuff and fighting and then they come in their suits and limos with diamonds on their watches and promise her and like <laughs> promise her order so and ten thousand dollars fifteen right oh maybe and then like you watched it more these- recently than me yeah, I think it was. Then, like, they're, uh, they're like, well, we can work out remuneration later, but it's like, that's like too big of a word for her. So she just beats the guy oh. up that says it. 
<laughs> they do those jokes with faith a lot and they never work. This I it's remember there's a part in season seven when um she's just met the first for the first time and it's freaked her out and uh she's talking to someone about it and they're like that's what the first does they find your Achilles heel and then go for it and she's like what it does a heel thing too all it did was talk to me and it's like Achilles heel that's your your weakness and she's like oh right the school thing I pretty much skipped that decade yeah I mean I, I didn't remember that it was like that I, when she comes back it, they don't do it as much and I'm glad um, so they're about I like to when she's beating up that warrior though that Lila's like she shows initiative uh, yeah. <laughs> now like calling security because no one likes that weaselly dude yeah even the other weasels of Wolfram and Hart well they all don't like each other right because they're evil yeah fair enough I think at least Lila and Lindsay respect each other though I don't um, think they even respect that dude. <laughs> right. Um, so they're about to go take that divorce case. Yeah. They're walking through an extremely well-lit hallway in the middle of the day. <laughs> it's true. Uh, maybe there's no direct sunlight going on. Maybe it's all adjacent. And Cordelia is suggesting that they should also get a small business loan. Because Cordelia is realistic, about the rest of them are just like, no, we must do all, all good. And it's like you still live in a capitalist society, unless you're going to dismantle that as well. Yeah, you have to trade money for goods at some point. <laughs> um, I agree with Faith when uh, Angel catches the arrow and she goes, "That was so cool." <laughs> That she was in a coma, pretty lively coma. <laughs> um, Wesley, in the planning meeting, Angel's like, y'all just go away. And Wesley's like, no, she's not a demon. She's a sick, sick girl. Yeah. Wesley's cool. <laughs> Although they, um, one thing that Angel does is start dissolving the barrier between human dignity and demon dignity. Like, they eventually say, yeah, it's, there's no difference. I mean, then we've already been there in the fight, the ring, you know? Mm-hmm. So, anyways. I wonder if some demons do have souls. Some demons are born soulless. It's never explained in either show. Oh, it must be genetic. It's the mm-hmm. midichlorians. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like the part when um, Leslie's like... We should stay together, strengths and numbers, uh, after Angel's told them to leave. And Cordelia goes, two's a number. <laughs> <laughs> She's the only realistic one. <laughs> um, and then Faith um, shows up at the office. And uh, she's got a gun. And Angel's like, what's this, wooden bullets? <laughs> She's like, that's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
and I like this scene a lot too. She's like, I'm gonna give you one chance to, and she's like saying something, and then she throws him the gun while she's talking, and he immediately shoots. Like, she's like explaining the terms of what's gonna happen, and he doesn't like even give her a chance to explain whatever the terms are. He immediately shoots at her leg. <laughs> And I'm like, that's very different from Buffy. Like, she probably just would have knocked the gun away. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he should have probably shot two or three times. Uh, well, <laughs> I, obviously, as, as what happens. <laughs> yeah, he just gave it once. No. Or not giving oh. her the gun back. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, the next part might have been my favorite part of the episode where Angel puts on a suit yep. and infiltrates Wolfram and Hart. He looks so funny and handsome. Yes. <laughs> as a lawyer. And with the the part when he's like, you know, doesn't know what the other lawyer's talking about, but it's like trying to <laughs> Yeah, he has this amazing off the cuff bit where this guy recognizes him and he doesn't know the guy. Yeah. And but he like makes up this entire conversation about the Gruber account or something like that. Yeah. He's like, it's going to be in the toilet. Through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> and like when he doesn't recognize the first name, he just says a second name. He's like, you know, he's like, I'm going to make sure to send this up to John and contracts or something like that. And he's like, who? And he's like, you know, Sally from accounting's friend. And he's like, this doesn't need to go to accounting. <laughs> He's like, accounting's the whole problem. Yeah. It's a good scene. I laughed. Good stuff. Um, I also and, uh, laughed, we, although it wasn't intended to be funny, when he's in Lindsay's office and Lindsay um, pontificates that uh, the whole conversation has been digitally recorded in high def. Ooh. <laughs> Trying really hard to sound like modern future technology something, and now it sounds really goofy and Loki and from the past. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first indication that we get that Wolfram Hart is protected with magical defenses mm -hmm. as well as scientific ones, which I actually like way better because don't those feature in in some of the later episodes? Yeah, the vampire detecting technology that they have to do things like I know in one episode, I can't remember what, but one gun just comes with a vampire in a bag <laughs> and throws it <laughs> in the front door so that when Angel sneaks in, it's not clear that <laughs> there are two vampires. <laughs> right. Um, I like when uh, Angel's like, uh, I know you hired Faith, and it's like, you know, I don't know everyone, it's a big company, I don't know. And he's like, you'd remember her, pretty, dark hair, kills things. <laughs> Um, and then Angel beats up the security guard and decides to leave after threatening a lot. This yeah, he like gets in really close and like straightens Lindsay's tie or something like that. <laughs> yeah, this is one, as much as I enjoy Wolfram and Hart in general as like a villain and like Lindsay and Lila and all the different lawyers and stuff who show up at some point, this is one problem with them is that like so many of the scenes between them and Angel just have to revolve around them threatening each other <laughs> and like not actually fighting yeah well they can't really do anything like Angel isn't gonna kill humans most of the time 
<laughs> so what is he doing and then they you know eventually learn that they're not supposed to kill angel because he's part of the prophecy so then it's just like yeah well they spent all it's that a, money on assassins yeah and so what it's a little all talk um so dennis cordy goes back for some of her things in her apartment and dennis tries to keep her from coming in yeah, and she assumes that it's because he's uh, doesn't want her to come in with a guy, right. being Wesley in this case, and she makes a funny joke. She's like, that's never going to happen. And <laughs> <laughs> Wesley was like, well, that's a relief. <laughs> um, but yeah, Diggins just sh- shouldn't have let her in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can understand that like maybe Faith was just able to get in somehow, like jump through a window or something like that and then Dennis couldn't do anything at that point besides maybe throw knives at her or something I don't know but I'm like choke her with power cords right yeah but fan Dennis just shouldn't have let them in um the flashbacks are still continuing throughout the episode mm-hmm. of Angel struggling to like he can't eat humans anymore yeah there's a scene where he beats up a bunch of dudes and then he attacks this woman but like a tenth of the way through, drinking her. He's like, I can't, and runs away. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Cordy really nailed it in that scene where she's describing how Wesley got taken. <laughs> I have literally the opposite known. <laughs> no, really? Um, I thought that was great. So, yeah, she... Um, Wesley says to Faith, you know, like, um, it's not too late. I believe in, it's like, you may have done some bad things, but I believe in my heart that you are not a bad person. And then she elbows Cordelia in the face and knocks her out. And it's like, what do you believe now? And he's like, you're a B word. (laughs) And then she knocks Wesley out and kidnaps him. Uh, And then Angel shows up on the scene and she's like, Faith was here. And she was so fast and strong. And there was nothing we could do. I didn't like that part. <laughs> I, I liked that part a lot. <laughs> I wrote down, not Cece's finest acting moment. <laughs> <laughs> and then Wesley's torture scene. Mm-hmm. Which I'm sure you really enjoyed. It's my favorite. <laughs> um... I really like the acting in this part. There's a thing where um, she pulls off Wesley's gag and he starts to say something rude to her. Um, And she puts the gag back in uh, and then like jumps off of him and she like tries to play it cool but she's like, she says something like, we're gonna have to try a little harder but there's a way she hits the word harder it makes her sound like so sad in the moment and it was like so subtle that I was like I didn't even know that Eliza Dushku could do that <laughs> like it's something that I've seen from you know the best actors on the show like Anthony Stewart Head and Sarah Michelle Gellar um, yeah I thought that was good um because doesn't she like ungag him and she's like trying to see what torture he wants so see if he's gonna beg her and he's like you're a piece of shit yeah and it really gets to her. Yeah. 
And she, like, tries to play it off like it doesn't bother her that, you know, Wesley's upset, but it does. Um, and, I mean, the big stuff at the end works for me, too, but I feel like big stuff is actually easier to hit as an actor than, yeah. you know, these little lines. On rewatch of Buffy, one of the things I'm finding out is that Emma Caulfield is an excellent actress. Like, she is always doing tons of, like, little stuff that, in, like, every scene, that's always impressive. (laughs) She really should have gotten more work. Christine Sutherland, too, who plays Joyce. Yeah, Joyce is amazing. Um, So then uh, Angel is trying to find out where Wesley might be being kept, and uh, he decides to, you know do some detective work, which I always enjoy, good detectiving, uh, when he uh, is tracing back the incidents that he believes that Faith caused and then finds the first one was at a bus station and then, you know, goes to the hospital to find out where that dude lives. And there's kind of a, I mean, you can imagine um, how it happened, but there's a little bit of, like, ignoring canon here because Angel just walks into this guy's apartment, even though... The guy's still alive, so maybe because like, Faith is squatting there or something. But then shouldn't she be able to give him permission? Um, I guess. But I yeah, I mean, true, my like, best guess is that he goes to the hospital, and he's like, "Where do you live?" And the guy's like, "Here," and he's like, "I'm trying to help you. Can I go in?" <laughs> and he's like, "Can I go to your place?" <laughs> they didn't include that scene yeah. because it wasn't very filmic. Yeah. By the way, the cinematography in these two episodes is unreal. It's really good. Um, I can't remember what Faith says, but something about being angry. And Angel calls her out in the perfect way, and she's like, and he goes, for what? I thought you were happy with the way you are. (laughs) Right. So, yeah, again, Faith reacts to someone kind of calling her out um, impetuously by pulling out the double stakes, which is funny. She's double fisting stakes to attack Angel, and uh, the fight's okay. It's a little ridiculous. Um, she keeps telling him to get in the game. Which, uh, I don't know how much I'm into. Yeah, um, they never really clarify what the game is that she's talking about. Well, she wants but, her to kill him, but... Yeah, they clarify what her goal is, yeah. but they don't... It never really touches base with that phrase. Yeah. Um, And then they fall, uh, they get knocked out of the window. Of course, then they're fighting in the rain. You know, getting like slower and slower, more just like single punches or whatever. Yeah. Uh, And Wesley manages to free himself and he runs downstairs with a knife to help Angel out when he finds a... Faith crying in Angel's arms. Don't you hear me, Angel? I'm evil. I'm bad. And then, in the best shot of this season so far, Wesley drops the knife. Recalling earlier when Faith dropped the piece of glass out of the window. Parallelism. Uh, 
Do you want to dive in right, right into the next one? I sure do. So, um, this next episode begins with uh, Cordelia and Wesley meeting in the upstairs area of the office and Cordelia looking over Wesley's injuries and feeling bad and trying to victim blame herself for a second and Wesley's like, it was Faith's fault, not yours. The best uh, scenes sometimes have the littlest dialogue. There is very little dialogue when Wesley first comes in and they're just kind of like sizing each other up as far as like comparing wounds. Yeah, it might be Cordelia who says, I don't remember. Someone says it was faithful, which is important because I think it comes back at the end in the reverse way. Another bit of parallelism that works. Uh, I really like Cordelia's delivery when um, Wesley's like, is she downstairs? And Cordelia goes, he gave her his bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then... Uh, yeah, I mean, Wesley's got a good point. Yeah. And then Wesley and Angel get into it. Um, he says... You know, when he finds out that Angel is giving her donuts, um, he says, uh, you're letting her roam free as opposed to having her chained up. And he's like, she's never going to learn to trust us if uh, we act like she's a prisoner. And he's like, don't you dare take the moral high ground with me. And Angel astutely, but kind of callously says, weren't you making this argument yesterday? And Wesley says, yesterday I had full feeling in my right arm. Um, Wesley also is like, I don't believe in coddling murderers, yeah. which to me contrasts with how Angel was talking about her, about Faith at Wolfram and Hart in the last episode. He's like, you know, pretty, kills things. Like, he doesn't say she's a murderer. He says she does X, she kills. And Wesley's cast her as, you know, evil, being evil. Yeah. Um, it's clear that Wesley's ethics are influenced by his personal experience. Because yeah. he was obviously more clearly on the faith can be saved boat before running into yeah. that train himself um and you know obviously angel has more sympathy for her because he relates to it um right not a hundred percent because faith never had her soul stolen from her right so she's definitely more responsible for the violence that she caused than uh most of what angel feels regretful for some of the things he feels regretful for, for are things that he actually did with a soul, but... I think it's cool that they never really bring up Faith's past as being, at least in these episodes, as being a motivation for her to be so violent. They're yeah. just like, yeah, she did it. It's not like, oh, she was in a bad neighborhood and <laughs> she grew up so poor. So, kudos to them on that. Um, then we get the obligatory Kate scene because we know that she's going to come back in this episode where she's investigating the fight that happened in that person's apartment and uh, apparently she was not the lead detective on the case so the lead detective is like I know why you're here every time something weird happens 
you investigate it. And he says uh, that she's gone all scully, which is our title <laughs> for the episode. And she goes, that's hilarious. She says, that's not accurate because I believe Mulder's the believer. And he's like, Scully's the chick, though, right? And she's like, yes. <laughs> Her face when she says yes, though. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the finer moments like, of Kate acting. She has to hold her eyes in. <laughs> because she's rolling them so hard. It's a it's a perfect dude moment as well. It's like he thinks that he said something like so biting, but because he's never watched the X-Files or understands it, like he doesn't understand that what he's actually said is that she's... <laughs> You know, the the one who's always fighting against belief, the one who's like, no, there's nothing weird going on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, the next scene with Faith and the Knife, did you have anything before that? No. Um, she's very, like, proto-River. If you guys have seen Firefly, there's an episode where she ends up just carrying this knife around or, like, picking up guns and carrying them around and not realizing it. And Faith does that here. Like, she just gets up, and then all of a sudden she has a knife, and she seems surprised to find that she's holding it. And she's very, like, spacey and quiet in this one. Mm-hmm. And then there's a very dramatic dialogue when she's like, I need to get out of here. And Angel, like, walks away, and she's like, am I your prisoner here? And he's like, no, you can leave whenever you want, but what's standing out there for you besides more darkness or something like that? It's very grim and metaphorical. <laughs> yeah, what what strikes me as strange, and again, we're getting into the like human-demon distinction, is that it never bothers her that she killed all these demons, but it's the human murder that really bothers her, even though wasn't that one a mistake? Like, she didn't... The very first person she killed is 100% manslaughter, but she kills uh, humans after that. Yeah, but that first one is the one that, like, haunts her, and it's supposedly, like, the turning point in her story, even though it was an accident. Yeah. Like, it was still a murder, but it was all, like, the heat of battle, you know? Yeah. I mean, basically what happens with that first one is that rather than deal with the actual guilt and regret of having done something accidentally she feels like the only way in which she can psychically cope with it is to act like she doesn't do anything accidentally she's like oh yeah yeah that's what it is like that's you know it's okay i don't and then like i've done something evil so i must be evil yeah and then just like steers into it to until the point where she's like okay now i just feel really sick and i can't do this anymore Yeah, she's so much better in this episode than she was in Dollhouse. I really did not like her in Dollhouse. I don't really remember Dollhouse that well. I remember not liking her character. Or her acting as much as this. Yeah. She's never been a great actress, but I feel like uh, with uh, Faith, after a couple episodes, she really got into character and like... If you ever want to go back and watch the season four episode where the before they switch bodies, where Eliza Dushku is playing Faith, she is amazing in that episode. She's not as good at playing Buffy. There are a couple moments yeah. that she hits it. And of course it's you know, it's unfair because Buffy playing Faith is unbelievable. Like Amazing. I remember that being so good. Like 
when Basil and I were like reviewing the episode, we were like, did Sarah Michelle or Michelle Keller just go back and watch the Faith episodes like a hundred times each and just like memorize like how she moves and like how she delivers words like until she could just do it perfectly because it's like he said it was like it's so good it's almost uncanny valley and how cool she is to being able to do what Faith does. She even adopts like Faith's hip forward swinging walk you know like the cocky walk she I mean that was a high moment. <laughs> um, and then we get a Wesley and the Watcher Dogs. Yeah. My note, is, as I mentioned before, podcast is Dart Douche, because Wesley's upset and going to get a drink and blow off some steam by throwing some darts, and when he goes to get his very well-done darts, he's apparently very good at darts, Wesley. Um, from the board, one of the guys throws one right next to his head, which is so rude. Yeah, well, if he hadn't a, if he hadn't a duct, I think it would have hit him. Yeah. Um, which just goes to reveal again, as if we didn't already know that Wesley shouldn't trust these dudes. Um, <laughs> and it turns out that uh, he never went back to England because they wouldn't pay for his air- airfare home. Yeah, and he was broke. <laughs> yeah. I wrote that down as well. Um. Wesley says, I'll help you with Faith, as long as you don't hurt Angel, and uh, the really, really gross of the three, um, there's like one who's like kind of like doofy, and one who's like clearly the leader, and one who's like obviously like the guy who joined the squad because he really likes to kill things, yeah. <laughs> and doing it under, under the like, like guise an, of goodness is, you know, yeah, how he gets an evil his- weasel his jaw is off so that guy argues really hard he's like he's a vampire you know he deserves to die but the other one's like we have no quarrel with the vampire and in the end they never promise do they they're just like we'll do our best i don't remember how the scene ends i yeah i think they were uh, just like, i know he's we're do i know our best. the leader guy says that she you know a rogue slayer is far more dangerous than any single vampire um and he says we'll do our best and he's like you have to he's like that's not enough. You need to promise me. I don't remember what happens after that. Yeah. Um. Then Faith wants to make some popcorn in the microwave, and Angel has a hilarious misunderstanding that I feel like it's a dumb joke, but I laugh. No, <laughs> I really it's like so it. good. It's not dumb. <laughs> she's like holding the microwave, and she's like, and I think they're kind of making fun of how like serious yeah. and spacey she's been in this episode. She's like, yeah. how. In the How show, does this work? <laughs> How serious the show is sometimes. Yeah, she's like, "How right, does this work?" Yeah. And Angel interprets that as like, "How do I go on living now?" And he makes a Buffy speech, and I think he totally gets derailed for making a Buffy speech, which kind of like sets this apart from Buffy a little bit. Yeah, and then she's like, "No, how does this work?" And she like steps slightly to the right, and there's a microwave to her, and he's like, "She's like, how does this work?" <laughs> And then he's like, uh, is that popcorn going to be enough for you? And she's like, yeah, I can practically live on this stuff. Uh, tell, um, Cordelia, I think. And she's like, I'm sorry. And he's like, I think actually that was Wesley's. And then she's, then she freaks out. So, uh. Cut to Wolfram and Hart. Oh no, uh, yeah, we're about to say Faith reveals that Buffy has a new boyfriend. 
Mm. And Angel's like, that's good. <laughs> um, I, yeah, my notes are, um, I gotta be the first uh, Slayer sponsored by a vampire. And uh, I thought that was cool use of a, a language, implying that Faith has yes. been through and obviously failed at different rehab programs in her life. Right. And the scene at Wolfram and Hart with Lila was just hilarious to me. <laughs> um, Were they talking to the assassin? Yeah, there, she was like, I know we have this in good hands. And she was like, I'm so sorry, that was speciesist of me. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need hands to work for us. She's like, we're not suggesting that you have to have hands. <laughs> um, my next note is just from, we sort of talked about it earlier, but there's another part in the bar where um, they show him the like uh, anesthetic, I guess. Um, yeah, some that, sort of sedative. Yeah, that they want uh, him to use on faith. And he, he goes, what do I do with this? And the gross one goes, you jabber with it, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's really funny. That guy's got crazy eyes. Yeah. Angel takes a shower, runs out of the shower, and he's like, Are you okay? And Faith is like, Yeah, it was real touch and go for the four minutes you left me alone. And then they have a battle. Yeah. And she gets all, uh, she gets blood on her hands again. Yeah. And she's, uh, she's real uh, upset about that. And then her and Angel are kind of embracing, and I think he's still in a towel at this point. When Buffy walks yeah, in. Yeah, like half button shirt or something. Yeah. And Buffy's like, what? <laughs> yeah. You know, very uh, sitcom-y moment, except dramatic. Have yeah. <laughs> someone walk in at the exact wrong moment. And uh, Angel and Buffy get into it um, for a bit. and uh, Which, fair, I think. Yeah. Um, about, you know, what's going to happen, and then Faith tries to step in and help, and Buffy says, you apologize to me and I'll beat you to death. Which, I guess. <laughs> she, kind of brutal. She delivers the line very well. Then we get that assassin talk, uh, where the wolf from Harvest continuing to argue over what to do when Lindsay has the idea, um... He's like, we're lawyers. We should work within the law. And Lila's like, you're joking, right? <laughs> and uh, they go to Kate and give uh, her the information about where Faith is and that uh, Angel is... Um, and he also, like, suddenly threatens her. He's yeah. like, I understand that sometimes you have to take measures outside the law. You know, implying that he knows what happened with her dad and the vampires. Yeah. Um... I really like Wesley when he shows up and he sees Buffy and he's like, hello, Buffy. I'm afraid you've come at a very bad time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, what I love about the end of this episode is that it shows that Buffy is not in the inner circle of Angel at all. Yeah. Yeah. She's not part of the crew anymore. Yeah. And especially I mean, he, not... if he was going to tell someone something vulnerable, which obviously isn't something that Angel does very often, but at this point he would definitely tell Cordelia before he would tell Buffy. Yeah. And they, they make decisions that she doesn't agree with that she isn't consulted on, you know, um, it's like a little bit of a growing up point for the series. 
Yeah, so the end of the bar scene, you know, especially with what happened earlier, we're given some hint that maybe Wesley is folding, that maybe he is going to help these washers people. But then when he shows up, um, like, you know, we get like a shot of him with like the thing, and then he's just like, hey, Angel, they're coming. We need to get her out of here. And uh, he's like, he's like, <laughs> it's great. Yeah. And then he, he says to Angel, um, I trust you. Well, more than three gun toting maniacs, at least. <laughs> <laughs> which fair enough yeah i mean and i think mm-hmm. buffy's really right here that she has mm-hmm. given faith like so many chances yeah. um and i don't think yeah, the fight on the rooftop is great sh- no part of yeah, the reason why show- angel is able to save faith in this sense is because she hasn't done as much to him like right And, and uh, yeah. I don't think the show is trying to advocate for giving people unlimited chances, which is mm-hmm. something I get really uncomfortable with. Oh, yeah. Um, and what's weird to me is that these watcher dogs, the watchers, mm-hmm. you know, they're not watchers. What are they? Like the council guardians or whatever? I don't remember <laughs> exactly what they're called on Buffy, but they do the wet works. That's what it's. They're yeah. specifically hired to like do the outside of the law stuff that the council does the dark douches um they are firing indiscriminately at buffy and faith yeah um so i guess they don't really care because neither of those slayers is under the council control anymore yep or even if buffy was under the council control they might not care because do they really care about any individual slayer Right, because if both of them die, they'll have a new Slayer that they can actually get tabs on. But I mean, even if Buffy was like a perfect Slayer in their opinion, who like never deviated and had like killed Angel when they asked her to and stuff like that, that they probably still, you know, see Slayers as essentially expendable because a new one always rises. Right, right. The individual girls are, which is what, you know, the show took issue with them over that. Which I think is fair. Um, and we see Joss Whedon's love of helicopters. But, yes, <laughs> of course. <laughs> I, I'm glad you mentioned that because I didn't write that down. But I think that's something that I've said to you in the past. And yeah, he some, loves helicopters. Some super juicy helicopter moves here. Because like when, he, when there's that Riley scene in the helicopters, there's just like the sound of a helicopter and some air. And like they throw a rope down because they didn't have an actual helicopter for that scene. Yeah. But in this one, you actually see the helicopter. Yeah, it's um, so in season five, there's a helicopter scene with Riley when they're still on the WB and I think have more money. And then in season six, when they're on UPN and Riley comes back, it's just a ladder and like a spotlight. <laughs> and That's you're great. a big fan because I don't think they have as much money because they're <laughs> on UPN now. Um, yeah, I, I mostly agree with Buffy. I think that Faith is very smart to call her out that the thing that like Buffy has every reason to be upset but she says nobody else has ever made me a victim and she's like yeah Yeah. you're all about control like yeah uh, oh man I was like oh damn (laughs) it's like uh, you know good on Faith to be like hey I'm sorry and you have every reason to be mad at me but that doesn't mean that I'm gonna give up like any like something that I feel needs to be responded to and Buffy goes shut up like really in pain 
then we get more dart scenes. Wesley throws the <laughs> the uh, and never... sedative into the gross dude's <laughs> neck. <laughs> yes, nasty. My favorite part of these episodes, these two episodes, is probably Angel and Buffy. I mean, we haven't even gotten to that part. So mm-hmm. like, uh, Angel it, Angel jumps Kate into comes... the helicopter, knocks that guy out. Buffy yeah. and Faith take out the other person. Faith disappears. Um, and Angel tries to take the fall. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't even know if he's trying to take the fall, but you know, it's threatened that they're going to put Angel in prison because Faith more than there. put him in prison. She's going to put him in a place with the sun uh, window with the sunrise coming in. She's, right. she's threatening to kill Angel. <laughs> yeah, which is super dark for Kate. Yeah. Um. And. Uh, then they find that Faith has actually just turned herself in. Yep. I'd like to make a confession. She delivers that line super well, in my opinion. Like she kind of like looks at them and then turns back to the police and she's like, I'd like to make a confession. And it's honestly super smart of Faith to have done this because if she went on the run, then everything's still up in the air and Wolfram's heart is coming after her. Whereas like this way, she's not safe from their influence, but certainly isn't a target. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then we get the, you should have told me what was going on, I didn't think it was any of your business, sort of back and forth between Buffy and Angel. And, um, she, you know, says, like, she needed to do something, and he goes, not in my city, and, like, because she's obviously hurt by that, her petty response is, I'm seeing someone. (laughs) Yeah, she was like, I have a right to revenge, and he was like, no. Yeah, and then she tells him, she's like, it's new to me because I trust him. Yeah, which is super awful. And, uh, you know, I know, like, I understand that Angel will always care about her and that, you know, you can not be mean to someone and that it's perfectly okay to apologize for having been mean to someone. But he's in the right here, like, even when he gets really mad. He's like, you're throwing it in my face. You found someone new. I can't. I have to suffer, and I have to deal with that. <laughs> yeah, and um, I just think it's really good, also from the perspective that Buffy is a little... I like seeing Buffy's human flaws, and being mad that she can't control everything is definitely one of Buffy's flaws. Yep. Um, and then we get uh, one of my favorite ones. In the whole episode, and something that sums up what a lot of both shows are about, which is that um, Wesley now, you know, now that Faith has decided to go into jail, has agreed that Angel was right, and he says, you did a good thing here, and, uh, <laughs> well, first Angel goes yelling at Buffy, and he's like, no, with Faith, <laughs> and he goes, <laughs> and, uh, Angel goes, I didn't do it, Faith did. And then we get a nice shot of her sitting in the cell. And, uh, yep. It's pretty cool. And she seems really happy. It's a callback to the her sitting in the window where she's doing supposedly what she wants, but she seems really bored and sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then oh, yes, the callback thing is the beginning of the episode begins with uh, them saying Faith did it, and they're talking about something bad, and the end of the episode ends with them saying Faith did it but talking about her doing something good, which is yeah. seeking solace and redemption and admitting her past. Yeah. But yeah, I really like the moments, and I really like 
the writing and the cinematography. I don't know why these episodes, these two episodes, didn't click for me as some of the as much as some of the other ones. Well, if you don't like Pape that much. Yeah. And try to quickly pull this up. It closed at some point. Blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> okay. Uh, international titles in German. Five by five was called Alte Feinde, which means old enemies. And uh, sanctuary in German was called Gehetzt, which means haunted. Um. Production designer Stuart Blatt says the filming this episode was challenging due to scheduling problems with Sarah Michelle Geller. Just a few days before shooting, they learned Geller would not be available to work outside on the night the scene was supposed to be filmed. We had to take our rooftop setting and split it into two and shoot everything on the rooftop looking out towards the city in one direction with the real helicopter on the rooftop. Then on the stage, recreate the exact rooftop looking in the other direction and shoot everything there and marry them seamlessly, explains. <laughs> wow. Usually, Joss Whedon's name is listed first in episodes he has co-written and is credited for. In this episode, Tim Minear's name is listed first because he approached the editor and jokingly told him that his name comes first. <laughs> it just took that way. That's hilarious. <laughs> Last scene between Buffy and Angel in the crossover where she comes to Angel that stumped us for a long time, and I finally realized that I was working on it that it's because they need to fight now. They can't just be like, oh, we're swell pals and we get along. They really are at very different places in their lives. It's very difficult for them to see each other. So it really helped define how the shows are different and ends up with Angel laying into Buffy Woodbutton saying, I've got my own show now and it's different from your show, so get off my show. That's basically <laughs> what he's saying. And the moment I wrote the yeah. scene, I got very excited. I said, I get it now. I understand what Angel is and it's not Buffy. And I felt like the training wheels came off. Oh, the phrase 5x5 five five is from radio communications, although not as much in use now as it was in the days of early two-way radio. Interesting. The best of 25 possible responses used to describe the quality of radio communications, mm -hmm. specifically the signal-to-noise ratio. Mike Massa, David Boreanaz's stunt double, explains that ratchets, wires that retract at high speeds, were used during Angel and Faye's fight scene to hurl the characters across the room. Massa choreographed the fight so that when Karen Shepard, Eliza Dushku's stunt double, kicked him over the couch, he was right where he needed to be to use the ratchet, which flung him into the ceiling. We go through the fight, and when it gets close to the gag, one of us will slip away and put a harness on. It takes about five minutes to hook yourself up, Massa says. We'll have our special effects guy there, our stunt rigger, he'll have his finger on the button, we'll rest her to the timer, and then boom, we'll shoot it. Hopefully as fast as we can, and then we move right back in with the rest of the fight so that nothing gets slowed down. Alright, thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you are enjoying the podcast. If so, subscribe using your... Uh, podcast listening application and go on to iTunes and give us a five star rating and review. We really do appreciate it but for now, this podcast is the only good thing no, <laughs> it's the one good thing we ever did together, <laughs> the only good thing
You make sure to tell the world that, Marcia. <laughs> Poof. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye.